0: Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 14 of Small Room. I'm here with uh, Sebastian McGraw, mm-hmm. um, Manuel Nunes, and AJ Vasquez. Third wheeling in his room.
1: No, AJ never third wheels. He's a frontman. Yeah.
0: All right. And well, for episode 14 of Small Room, I'm kind of nervous. I look up to all three of these people. Uh, Andy, thank you.
2: Right. Thank you. Thank you, Cobus. We look up to you too. Yeah, it's mutual. It's mutual.
0: So this is a question I always ask everyone. Uh, we'll pass it on to McGraw, Monu, and then AJ. Same question: uh, What awesome. are you famous for?
1: Oh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, what am I famous for? I don't really know. Kind of.
2: See, for this question, it's hard to not sound pretentious or to sh- not shit on yourself at the same time. Yeah, exactly. You got to reach like a solid middle ground. So McGraw, uh,
1: I'd say I'm famous for being a, uh, a smart idiot and for. Uh, being late to school
2: solid solid yeah uh i'd Not say
1: That's
2: all. It's i'd say i'm partially famous for being like a cocky tryhard. oh partially famous for being a, a funny guy funny guy partially famous for being i, I guess a social guy uh, and then partially famous for my hair and for my soccer ability, I'd say, yeah.
1: Solid answer, solid answer. Now on to Mr. Vasquez.
3: Uh, what am I famous? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I usually, I kind of like, I like to fly over the radar. I mean, under the Who radar. the
1: most time to think about this, AJ.
3: Oh yeah, to be fair, also, um, it was frozen on my end. Like, I could not hear anything you guys said.
2: It's fine. I think, AJ, If I mean, I'll start you off here. I think you're you're known for being a nice guy off the bat. Off Solid the bat.
1: dude. I think, has... I
2: think I think you're known for good first impressions.
1: Great first impressions has a football on hand, and is the most stereotypical frat boy who doesn't plan on rushing.
2: No, no, no. Aj Aj mm-hmm. gives like the most stereotypical frat aesthetic, but he doesn't like personality wise. Yeah, he's not
1: a frat dude, but he looks frat.
3: <laughs> I got the I got the aesthetic down, but not that. <laughs> down.
1: You you have the aesthetic, not the douche.
3: All right. That's check, check. That's good. That's good with me. All
1: right. And you guys mentioned
0: rushing and frats. Um, what's the status of your, of your fall experience at UF? Is it all online or, is it, or are you going to have some classes in person?
1: Right. So uh, AJ and myself are both Pace students at UF. So yeah. regardless sure. of COVID, we're going to be 100% online. Uh, that being said, we are all going to be rooming together. It's going to be pretty exciting, I think. Uh, We have an apartment off campus, uh, and then Manu honors student, so he can speak to what his experience is going to be looking like.
2: Yeah, so I tried hard all of high school to end up in the same exact program as McGraw, it seems. (laughs) Uh, But regardless, I don't plan on rushing fall. I might rush spring, but it depends how hard my classes end up being, and it depends on whether or not I'm struggling before I rush.
1: Yeah, on on the rushing note, my current plan, I think I might rush fall. I'm planning on it. I am not 100% sure on whether or not I'm going to pledge. Um, as far as I'm concerned, whether or not I'm going to pledge, just kind of – I'm going to go with the wave. I'm going to see where I end up.
3: Yeah, I'm now, kind Adrian? of on that one, honestly. Like, I'm yeah. I'm probably less committed to rushing than you are, but if I do rush, I want to say I'm more likely to pledge. Like
2: Here's a question. Cobus, have you looked – oh, wait, AJ, are you done?
3: Yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah.
2: Okay, okay. Covis, have you looked into
1: F.I.U. Greek life? Oh hell no, bro. That sounds a ratchet. If you're at FIU no Greek life involved, what you can pretty much expect is a uh, you no know parties unless you know people at UM. If you're in FIU Greek life, you're getting maybe roughly high school quality
3: from I have like a I have like a cousin sort of that was in SIGAP at FIU. i
1: like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I have a I have a Friend like, who is two years older old than us old. who's at Theta Chi at FIU. Okay. you haven't, like Kovus, you haven't let answer the question. Oh, that's like true. That. That's true. Kovus, awesome.
2: elaborate, please.
0: Oh, okay, well, I mean, like, from what I have seen, I don't think FIU has that many good parties. Um, and I don't think rushing would be my vibe. I could be wrong, but. Um...
2: There's a lot of frats. Not, like, top-tier frats probably fit that, like, stereotypical, like, frat type right. that you're thinking about. But like there's a, a lot of frats.
1: Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of diversity. I feel like there might be kind of a frat for if you want to, you know, party, there's a frat for everybody.
2: My I had an interview I, I had an interview for a college and the lady that was interviewing me told me that the college had this like Jewish frat and that like the two presidents there ended up being writers for friends. So there's a lot of frats and I assure you that Do you frat. Think that I
1: could join a Jewish frat. Are you Jewish? No. You're no, but right. no, maybe I, <laughs> I could just frat. like sneak in.
3: You could oh, definitely y- Yeah,
1: bro. I think I think I might be able to like slide on it.
2: I mean, nowadays colleges are really liberal, so you know, yeah. I mean,
1: it's kind of fucked up if they don't. They like, probably you wouldn't mean, call you out. You can't Jewish. discriminate against non-Jewish <laughs> people. What if I just vibe with my Jewish boys? Yeah. My Ashkenazi motherfuckers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I am.
0: So wait, you guys are still staying? Um, even though you guys are in pace, you and um AJ, you guys yeah. are you guys are gonna, you guys were gonna do online regardless. Um. And especially now with coronavirus, why did you guys decide to get a place?
1: So we actually, we got the wheels moving on us getting a apartment at UF before we even knew Corona would end up being as bad and as long lasting as it ended up being. Uh, So like, we really didn't have a say that being said, I think even considering corona, we'd all still be more than happy moving up.
2: I'm all for it because we're all yeah. getting money from the school. So, like, yeah. honestly, the apartment's included with the financial aid, so we might as well live together. I think it'll be safer in going there. In yeah. situation we have to
1: None of us actually uh, take out any loans. I think we're all going to be more mo- motivated living, you know, amongst fellow college students to get our shit done. Uh, this is a profanity allowed podcast, correct? Yes. Uh, okay, so we're going to be more uh, We're going to be more motivated to get our shit done and get our <laughs> shit together if we're going to be living with each other. And also, man, it's like you know, I've been I've been in Miami. I've been living with my parents for a very long time. I'm ready to yeah, take that next so step forward in my life, and so it's supposed to come after you graduate high school. I think we're all just ready for it, AJ. I,
3: yeah, for sure. I need to I need to get out of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no,
3: <laughs> I, I wanted to get out. like I I got to get out of Miami for a little bit. Yeah,
1: I just I really I can't just keep on living the same routine that I have. Yeah. you know, for the past two years. Kobus, what's your living situation next year?
0: Um. I'm gonna be living exactly here in this room. Nothing's gonna change about my living situation. Probably for the
2: better, you know, why take up that?
1: Oh uh, yeah, on it, like I'm not gonna lie, like we aren't taking out loans to get our apartment. If we were But it would definitely be smarter just to pocket that money. Like this is not a smart long-term decision, but it's, I think we all just decided that this, you know, monetary sacrifice is worth it just for the experience.
3: Like dorms at FIU, I've heard they're like, they're not that great. And like, it's either What's living at home. You like? What's your
1: source? What's your source? Yeah, I actually don't know anybody living. I didn't uh, even know that.
3: My, my cousin goes to FIU, and like the other one that I said when um, that went to up like they both stayed at home.
2: Yeah, probably for the better.
0: I mean, I don't know. I feel like a degree from UF is worth more than a degree from FIU. So making the sacrifice of.
3: of- Not necessarily.
1: Well, I mean, it really depends on what you end up doing. I mean, FIU has, it. like, a
2: lot of business clout, right? Like FIU, read- yeah, it's
1: one of the better business schools in the country, I believe. We're business program. International,
2: international business.
3: My dad got his bachelor's at FIU.
1: Yeah, and, like, AJ's family's doing totally well, as far as I can tell. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the college that – what I've heard is that the college that you go to depends for the first five years of your career. After then, it's just, you know, the work that you put in.
0: Uh, McGraw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – if slash when this ends, um, uh, what's your plan for for the after party? Because you were supposed to host the prom after party, but um, that got, delayed, that got uh, delayed. Yeah,
1: I will not be taking questions on the after party tonight. Actually, I'm fucking with you. Yeah, that shit's done. I'm done with high school. I would have loved to do it. It would have been a lot of, you know, it would have been a great time. But uh it just didn't work out, unfortunately. I was still, you know, clinging on to it. Uh I was still planning even after prom got cancelled on throwing up and throwing a big party in a venue, the exact same thing. But you know, school got cancelled and I'm not having a high school party. For some reason my internet's been acting up today.
3: Yeah, you, gotta, you, gotta fix it.
1: you have a is your hotspot good? No, probably way worse than your wifi. Okay. But where's your where's your wife? Oh, it's in the T V room. I yeah, think there's better connection there watching Do you want to move? We can move to the diamond table. That might be better. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, let's move there.
0: Alright. I, I think you could still make bank, though.
1: I have made bank. Yeah, <laughs> the man The made bank.
2: man just ran away with everyone's money. Is this better connection, Cobus?
0: Yeah, this is way better. Okay. Bro, McGraw, hey. just, McGraw just <laughs> ran away with everyone's
1: money, bro. I will not comment on what uh my financial situation. I did as many refunds as I was financially capable of doing.
3: Alright, that's fair. Or you know the movie um like the new movie Hustlers where it's like the strippers that scam all the <laughs> all the Wall Street low guys.
0: Key, low key, yeah, but fuck you. Are you still doing soccer?
2: Am I still doing soccer? So uh, next UF actually doesn't have a college soccer team at all. Not Probably I wouldn't get into it either because, I don't know, physically I've really deteriorated. But have uh, I mean, you- a bunch of intramural sports and our living situation, it's basically us three in an apartment and three of my friends from – I mean, four of my friends, which they are now friends with also, living in the apartment, like, either in front of us or, like, in our same – Nearby, building. yeah. So uh, we're basically I, – I mean, we have planned to join an intramural league or, like, a Sunday intramural league and just have, like – a 6v6 team, and then me and, like, uh, one of my friends from t carrying the team, and then the rest of the team kind of, like, slacking yeah, okay. behind. I will on.
1: hopefully be able to get onto the team as a goalie.
2: But, yeah, I mean, McGraw's looking for a spot right now. He'd be second keeper, probably playing, like, maybe a tenth of the whole, like,
1: season. Uh, you know what? You don't need to talk shit before you even bro. <laughs> <start, so. laughs>
2: well, regardless, yeah, that's my plan for soccer, Kobus. I don't know. I'm not going to pursue it professionally, so I think I can, like, dedicating time to things that – will probably help me out in my future career Are more, is more worthwhile than dedicating time to soccer.
0: So what was that hip day like? I know this is random, but what was that hip day like um, right before the quarantine started?
2: What do you mean, hip day?
3: Yeah, hip day, the, the one, one at the, at UM. Went to UM, money.
2: Oh, so me and AJ went to hip day. <laughs> Wait, was Cobas not present? Cobas left hip halfway through the year. Oh, I didn't leave hip halfway through the year. That's cap. Oh, that's true. You couldn't come because of some other reason.
0: Dude, it was literally the dumbest thing, <laughs> and I'm so pissed I couldn't go. Um, what had happened was, um, was all right. At the time, I had a D in this <laughs> Class.
1: <laughs> Sounds like me, bro.
0: And, and it was like a high D. And I w- and in order to like raise the assignment, I thought, okay, I need to turn in this assignment late. But like was super strict with that, and she knew I was gonna go to the hip day. I asked her, hey, can I, can I turn in this assignment late? And she says, OK, you have to be here for the training of the um, of the what do you call it for for the practice oral for the IB test. So like you can you can either choose to bail on my class or you can choose to turn in this assignment late. And, you know, at the time I had a D and I didn't want to get a D for the quarter. So I chose these, I chose um, turning turning in the assignment and doing it and showing up to the oral over going to the trip.
2: I see. I see. I mean, reasonable choice, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, the tape is always pretty boring. They just have a bunch of booths about, like, things, like, related to, like, I don't know, like, sh- like teen healthcare, fucking, like, rape, LGBTQ. That's which, like- I mean, it's fun and all, but, like, they make you be there for, like, three <laughs> rape, hours. Rape
1: is so much fun, Manu. Right? No, I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean, like, the convention is fun. But, like, after, like, the first hour, it gets boring. So what me and AJ usually do is just walk to the other side of you and get a bagel. Maybe an empanada. I don't know. Depends what they're offering that day, honestly. And uh and then and then we walk back and you have to go to this like massive dinner. And I'll say this much, now that I'm out of hip, I'm I'm gonna criticize them bro. Like at this like 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 this like massive like five thousand people like lunch we have, they always have this guy that's like formed part of hip and they make him give like this like super emotional story to five thousand kids. A large majority of them, as you can imagine, don't really care about it, where he just like I mean, some of them go into tears, I guess, but they just give this like super emotional story and they're kind of forced to give it just to like prove that hip gives a point to whatever like representatives from government I that so, have it.
1: i'm curious i was not a member of hip but like everybody at gables i saw the hip presentations my freshman year i'm curious do all of you being members of hip do you believe that hip is an effective organization i think it is
3: overall yeah would i say like at gables i feel like it's made a good impact like i, I feel it's necessary
2: they keep giving you like a monthly like wake-up call like not to do it and they kind of make you like feel like perhaps not guilty but like informed enough to not do it and then when you finally do at least you have those things in mind you know
1: yeah i think and i think people who run hip as my understanding is don't really care for the most part like the i want to name to the president the year before we were He's an asshole McGraw. well i mean we all know that he was a uh you know she went out to say the I- least. But I think that it—I feel like it probably does instill good values into people. But um, I mean, to me at the time, it just seemed like they were kind of stating all the obvious things.
2: I think no matter what you tell somebody, it ends up being a personal choice. Yeah. So nothing's really ever going to be effective when it comes to that.
1: I mean, but I think it's good that we at least make the attempt. If it's probably. as
2: effective as it can get, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think based on what we taught, the curriculum—the curriculum itself wasn't the worst curriculum in the world. I don't think it was a "oh, we're holier than thou." Um. What I would like the curriculum to do to be more effective is I'm just speaking as a former PhD. Is um, a former PhD?
2: PhD.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, well, yeah, none oh, of us are pe- familiar with the oh, uh, yeah. peer health educator. All of us are former
1: PhDs. Yeah. Uh, my bad. Excuse me for one second. Yeah. Sure. Hi. Right.
0: Yeah. And sorry. I'm just, okay. And the most effective thing we could do is we we. I think the the program like when we talked about the drugs and stuff. Um. It focus too much on don't do it at all as opposed to all right if you are going to do it here's how you should do it and to be fair that's to the curriculum
2: definitely true. that's definitely true because you really can't ignore reality and like half of the kids you're talking to will probably interact with substances during their freshman year so it's better to tell them like how to handle it when they eventually end up doing it although it's kind of like a cynical approach to like teaching them just not to do it overall you know
3: not like the thing is it creates like a liability issue with with the school with the organization that like you can't, like, you can't say that, like, you guys are naturally, like, most of you are going to try drugs because then, like, you could blame, you could blame the school, like, the school organization for saying, oh, my son did drugs, but this organization said that it's natural for him to do it.
2: Oh. I, we wouldn't phrase it like that. We'll be like, we'll be like, situations arise, and we know that some of you, like, might end up trying these things no matter, like, how persistent we are in telling you not to. So if you hypothetically end up trying these, this is what you can do.
0: Yeah. And I think adding a, adding a little disclaimer of we don't, we don't condone this behavior, but this behavior is, occurs within the high school setting. So it's here's difficult. how you properly deal with it.
1: Like I think I th- I mean, I'm curious, what percentage uh, – one of our teachers, was, I think he might have been in my class the year that he said it. Um, or no, Monty was. Uh, he asked us like, "What percentage of high school students do you think like smoke weed?" And there's oh, a very clear disparity between the kids who like clearly hung around people who did smoke weed, the like percentage that they gave, and the kids who didn't. And our teacher actually said like, "You guys need to watch who you hang out with." But what percentage of high school students do you say smoke weed once a month?
0: I remember that exact teacher. I think it was Mr. Nelson. It was Mr. Nelson. Yes. Right. And he asked the same question, but instead of asking that
1: question.
0: instead of asking about marijuana. He asked about vapes in my class as 8th period.
1: I think he asked us both. I,
0: he asked all the classes, and I basically said my answer was, I think that 80% of our
2: class has done it. And I just said that's 3 3 I was like 80% of our I class has like, I, mean, I mean, like, relatively frequent users.
1: I think probably 60% have tried it, maybe 50%. Yeah.
2: Uh, actually, I'd say 60% have tried it. 10% are frequent users.
1: Oh, it's more than for vapes. Yeah, for weed.
2: I'm talking like IB class.
1: So. Yeah, I'm talking IB. Like, see, it's so strange. I, I like talking all of us personally because my my perception of the Gables social atmosphere, I think of it as being the entirety of Gables, but it's really one very small section of the school. And so, you know, I realized this, especially in my senior year, I went into classes and I going and I thought that I knew every single person in Gables IB but I was in classes, which besides maybe five kids out of a class of 30 or 35 kids, it was filled with strangers. I didn't know these people. Um, And I think that really put things into perspective for me. So I think that it's probably, I guess you might be right. might be like 25%. I think about 25% of the, at least the Gables IV population has tried vapes, weed, alcohol.
0: There's a difference between try and frequently use. For your frequently use number estimation i'd say you're right it's around 15 to 20 percent but the try is i'd say 75 to 80 percent have tried it at least i think once.
1: it's that there's also the issue so like my perception of say i don't know like kids in feet like the theater kids like that clique of students no, no no but for instance i would perceive of them as like not smoking and stuff but based on my limited interactions with some of them, apparently they do, and so I think we, you know, everybody has a view of a very narrow portion of high school, and they just kind of extrapolate that, but that might not be appropriate.
0: Aj, how's was that Hype house vacation?
3: Ooh, ooh, it uh, was there. It was very. It was very fun. Like we.
1: Alessio has uh, the red dot on his forehead right now. Ready <laughs> to swipe if he says anything negative. <laughs>
3: No, it, it was uh it was fun. Like it was, I think it was like twelve of us in a house.
2: Uh,
0: how was your trip to Spain?
2: My trip to Spain. Yeah, I mean, it was nice. I was really impressed by like how COVID is being handled there compared to its like how it's being handled here and how the public responds to it compared to how the public responds to it here. Uh aside from that, I was there for like half the time I'd usually be there for. But it was mainly because of COVID, because I didn't want to risk getting some type of quarantine or, like, my flight being rescheduled to the United States. So I came back pretty early from Yeah so wait, Does, I, it, I, I does
0: everyone to... wear a mask in Spain?
2: You'd be surprised. I mean, I went to Madrid, personally, through the streets. 95% of people were wearing a mask.
1: Just, just walking around?
2: Yeah, like, even people my age. Like, people are just, like, Madrid was really hit hard. I mean,
1: I think. it's I mean, also hit-hearted. considering that in Spain, it's not even that bad, but people are still wearing their masks.
2: I mean, Spain had the highest mortality. But right, rate right now, it's majority. pretty much fine. Man. Right now, it's fine. But during the, like, during, after Italy, Spain was, like, reporting some of, like, the highest mortality rates. Do you
1: think people are, like, shell-shocked because of that?
2: No, they really are. Like, it's I like
1: PTSD. And
2: I went to bars and all because they were already opening. Because, like, Spain is reporting 150 cases a day or so, excluding a couple, like, relapses in some places that are completely quarantined right now. Uh, so bars were open, some clubs were open, and people—they were just like quarantining. Like people my age weren't at risk for anything. Like half of them were wearing masks, and like you just naturally stuck to your group.
0: I'm not gonna lie. I think we're in the worst place to be in the United States in terms of COVID. I think it, the it's only
1: the place- worst, Miami is the worst place to be in, in the entire world.
2: Yeah, actually, it's the epicenter.
1: We are the, the uh, we are the world's epicenter. We are right being now. compared to Wuhan. Yeah, we are the new Wuhan.
3: <laughs> like we're the the largest city in the, in the largest county of the epicenter of the United States, which is the epicenter of the world right now.
2: I hated college apps, is bro. It? I don't college apps, so it, it, was, it was such a superficial time in my life.
1: I hated that. I ended <laughs> up really enjoying my essay. I loved my final college essay.
2: I only yeah. liked that they made you write about yourself. <coughs> so, like, at one point or another, you were bound to, like, actually write genuinely yeah. about yourself. No, but every
1: single, love. like, I hated doing stuff
2: but supplements were asked really. supplements like suck. they ask you weird shit that you really couldn't relate to and like then you had to be
1: secret I, yeah know. you have no choice but to bullshit but my i enjoyed my my college essay time
0: flies by quickly here's yeah. what i oh, go
1: no I, no I just said yeah i just confirmed what you said oh okay
0: um here's what i will say about the college writing at like applying to college itself i think the biggest mistake that we all made when at us as a like a body of High school is just, I think we, m- most of us applied to too many schools.
2: Definitely, bro. I worked my ass off for college apps, oh. jobs and it did not like live up to like what I thought I was going to. I
1: mean, Monty, you're an especially weird case. Um, I mean, me, I applied to a bunch of schools because my parents wanted me to, but I knew from the get-go, unless I got extremely lucky, I was going to to UF. I
2: really underestimated the role of extracurriculars in college jobs, bro. I
1: honestly think what you do outside of school is completely overhyped. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, you know these kids who have a million great extracurriculars. For the most, like for clubs, if it pretty much if it's a club, that's just bullshit connections that you have with teachers and people in the grade above you. And it's just, are you willing to put in an hour of work a month on something dumb? Clubs don't matter. Clubs aren't a judge of anything. It's just does your. It's pretty much does the teacher and the person who held that position last. Do they like you?
0: Okay. Uh, Here's what I will say though, like with a college app, it looks equally sus, if not more sus, if you have let's say zero activities than if you do six activities in which you're the board member, you know.
2: Dude, I was part of three activities, and you'd think that was enough because like I actually devoted time to all three of them. Yeah,
1: no, I was also I was part of a good number of activities. I, you know, said that I was a president and captain of a few organizations, but it didn't seem to help me. I like really. (laughs) I was, I was, I was. Um, I said it because. It was, not
2: committed slander.
1: I no, I said it because it was true. Fraud. <laughs> Fraud. But um, I, I really, I don't know what it, at the end of the day matters.
2: But yeah, like, look, I assure you, I've spent more time on the Gable soccer team than any other kid has, like, on a combined amount of like activities that were in a sport.
1: Yeah, and uh, no, not even a sport, just a club in general. You you put in more time, more work, more dedication into that than somebody who was president of three different clubs did into all three of those clubs put together. I think that's more of a testimony to, like, who you are and, like, character and, like, willingness to work than a bullshit club is. Because what does the president of NHS really do? What does the president of the science club really fucking do? They don't Well, well, It's um, just something to pad your resume. It's stupid and it doesn't matter.
0: You know, being like in the board member of a club, what you do is you just like you meet once every few weeks and you, you like file, like, like you, you create like a Google doc to put like monetary club fees in there. And then you plan out a few events. That's all you really do for the school year.
1: No, exa- I had uh, one of my, my psychology class, my like little group in that class, there were four of us and I was the only member who wasn't part of like this in group, but three of them were part of uh, we're on the board of the science club at our school. And they were all, like, you know, board members. The only time of the year where they were, like, stressed out at all was the time when they were picking out which fucking shirt. And they were the president, Uh, vice president, and, like, I think, treasury or secretary or something. But they were all three board members. One of them was the president. I'm 90% sure the other was the vice president. And that was the only time of the year where they were remotely stressed. the shirt.
2: Okay, to be fair, there are some, like, organizations that do require work. Like, student council, for example, does require, like, a solid Uh, Student
1: council is – but you also get a period. It's effectively – it's class. Student council is a class. Yeah. Because if you're in student council, you're in activity.
0: Here's the thing, though. The the SGA, just period at Gables, it's all BS. And what I mean by that is it's not a real government. It's a dictatorship.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I just – I would love to just be a fly on the wall for, like, the Harvard – like acceptance committee, I would love to see what they actually care about. Like I don't understand. I like I really don't get it. No, dude, I know. I don't get why the motherfucker sitting to my right didn't get into a top ten school. I thought I was going to. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I mean, really, I think. But, I mean, I do want to say this for the record. Manu was being conservative with the schools that he was applying to, and I told him, Manu, like you should have like reaches, which are the best schools in the country because there's a shop that you get in, and he didn't even get into schools which weren't his reaches. It doesn't make sense. This th- system doesn't make sense, because except for, like, what, the Browlier brothers and, like, those kinds of people, there's nobody more deserving that I know than him.
0: Uh, I think, honestly, no, it's based on that. two things. Based That's not even a compliment. That's a statement of fact. It's based on, like, two things. Because, like you say, everyone who applies to these schools has a 4.0 GPA, SAT score. Just, and if they don't, they get thrown in the rejection pile immediately. So, what yeah. determines the, the split? I think two things is one, at, like, adversity slash diversity and two just personality. I mean at, at the end of the day I think the reason why I don't know what schools Monu applied to but I would honestly say it was more personality than anything else. Look, I like, got
2: waitlisted slash rejected from Berkeley, UCLA, Chicago.
1: right no just say waitlisted, not even rejected. What where'd you get waitlisted?
2: I got waitlisted at uh UCLA, Berkeley, U Chicago and
1: Tulane. See that's weird because all of those schools uh, Tulane's actually ranked in the twenties, but U Chicago is a top four school. The rest are top twenty. And UPenn U-Pen is top ten. Uh, oh, you said U too? Oh yeah, no, U Penn, and U Chicago are top five. Then uh, Berkeley, Berkeley's in the twenties. Tulane's in the lower twenties. Tulane, I think it's like twenty-seven or something. Um, it just this the system doesn't make sense to me. I really don't understand it. It makes sense. No, I I just wanna know like step by like really what do they look at? I mean, how much the- is it very another interesting question is how much does it vary based on the school? Right? How different so like let's well, that's say true,
2: dude, all these private kids like private school kids I think do like their favorites, I think.
1: Oh well for sure. A very important thing is you know, how much money do you think do they think they're going to end up getting from that kid ten years out?
2: Because they have more than enough excuses to not give a private school kid financial aid. So yeah. that's just money. They're if yeah, if they that. have
1: if they have motivation to they don't they want to give as little financial aid as possible, and these schools private schools still give out a fuck ton of financial aid, of course, but they want to minimize it, and they also want to get money back in the future from legacies, and they also want to admit legacies.
0: Um, well, I think I think. It this goes without saying, but it's a fact that a certain population of these Ivy League schools is filled with nepotistic, like rich rich preppy boys and girls who got in because their family has been there for generations. Uh, for example, George W. Bush, he got into Harvard.
1: Well, also his dad was the fucking, I, I, don't, I don't think he was president. He was
0: CIA director at the time. Yeah,
1: no, like that kind of stuff helps out, but that's a small proportion. I think legacies matter. Legacies and in private institutions matter. Like if you went to a private high school, if you went to a boarding school, that definitely helps you regardless of your grades. They want that, those top schools like having kids who are from the upper crust of American society. And I think that's a fact.
2: We're being pretty cynical to be fair. And my hate does come partially from the fact that I didn't get into any top schools. school. Yeah. The
1: whole thing is a black box. And I just don't know the answer. I will say one of my dad's close friends is a professor at UPenn and he's basically trained his kids to be able to get into those top schools. So he had them all get like perfect fucking grades. They he taught them Mandarin, made them all play instruments. I don't like maybe Chinese, that kind of shit. Chinese helps. cells, yeah. But like, I mean, no, he's white. But like, <laughs> he had them learn fucking like a weird foreign language. I don't like maybe that kind of shit helps too.
0: Oh, for sure. But at the end of the day, I feel like we all once again ended up where we belonged. Like I mean, not, people, on, not only not only personally, it. but financially. Like think about but, it, like I think. Fun.
1: Look, I'm I'm happy to be at UF. Um, if I had had my shit together the last two years, I think I'd be somewhere better. Maybe I mean, Manu was better than I was even to begin with, and I'm, happy to, I'm
2: I'm happy to be at UF, especially because like state schools are really worth it financially, and yeah. I, I think nobody realizes that till the end of the college application
3: process. I
1: think yeah, what what I've been told also by pretty much everyone in college, if you're getting a postgraduate degree, your undergrad really doesn't matter that much. Well, like where you got your undergrad from, obviously your GPA matters, your, you know, letters of rec matter, all that shit matters, but, um...
2: Not only that, regardless of, like, the graduate school you're going to, and if you're going to a graduate school, like, we've all gotten that, like, award letter that's, like, oh, the school's 70K, and we're only giving you 20K in financial aid, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, like, and, and at that point, you know, you just face reality, you're just, like, why the fuck did I write seven essays for this school? Like, if I'm still, like, my odds of getting more than, like, 20K were, like, low. You know? I
1: think, really, you're unless you're going to like a top 10 school let's say i don't think it's worth it to go to like a top 20 school if you need to take out loans it might be worth to go to a top 10 if you need to take out loans like if you're in a fucking harvard if you got accepted into harvard and uf go to harvard and take out the fucking loans but if you it's like between ucla and uf go to uf
0: this is a question about china um there's been a lot of talk within the past few months that COVID-19 from conspiracy theorists to be fair that say that um COVID-19 was um man-made built in a lab in China as economic warfare against not just the United States but against European countries um I I do have reservations about that my question to you is do you have any do you think it was man-made or if you have any reservations like I do like what are they
2: Look, I I think I think it's irrelevant. I think it's completely irrelevant whether or not like it was intentional because the effects are the same. The United States is a piece of shit right now and China's recovering from COVID-19. So whether or not it was on purpose is irrelevant because we're way beyond that. You know, we've already felt the effects of of whether or not it was irrelevant. I mean,
1: okay, I just okay. let's say I I just I haven't paid much attention to those conspiracy theories because I don't give them much credence. Because in order for them to be true, China would need to predict that the United States would fuck up its response and et cetera, et cetera. In addition, if you really think about it, China would actually be benefited by letting COVID-19 run rampant in its country. Because as I said, China has an aging demographic. Oh my God. And so that no, no, no.
2: Would ever no, think about that, No, bro. think about but Okay, no. I know shit. It makes sense. From an autocratic so dictatorial stupid. standpoint, no, no, no. it makes
1: sense. You already know what I'm saying. Because it makes sense. Because you already connect the dots. Let's say this was true. China would let it run rampant throughout their country, so that way their old population, which is going to become a serious issue for China in the next 10 to 20 years, dies off, and then China's like they're dem- they effectively get a demographic reset. Oh,
2: you know the backlash. You know the backlash. they communist autocratic. Money.
1: They're a communist autocratic state. They're a communist <laughs> autocratic state. But that's why look. You're telling, me, you're, t- you're
2: telling me if thirty percent of China died off in the next six months because they let COVID nineteen run rampant and even made efforts to make it run more rampant, the rest of the world would still be like willing to trade with China as they're doing right now. Of like,
3: course, of course they would, I because really they need. Don't because right, they right now the,
2: the if China world became the epicenter. The, of the world. I assure you, they would suffer more. than They were the epicenter. They were, the and, the in the
1: they were, and it, China's got a lot of blame for letting it get as bad as it did because at the trying to kind of okay, it.
2: Okay, and what happens to the Chinese economy once they were the epicenter?
1: Me. It, colla- it look, it, it went collapsed. to shit but I'm saying look, so if the
2: rest of the look, world recovered covered okay. and China was still doing amazing. allow, allow me to say this
1: allow, to be allow, to say allow me to say this if I was thinking purely fucking evil like manipulative fucking dictator who would design a virus to fuck up the world economy Xi Jinping. I would say Xi Jinping if I was Xi Jinping basically <laughs> and if I didn't give a fuck about anyone I would say let's design a virus which kills the old people and that way a fuck ton of the old people die and then china's demographic issue doesn't continue but they didn't carry through with that so a clearly that's not true b china couldn't have predicted that it ended up like a day where the u.s is effectively the only country like devastated or saying a lot but low-key devastated by it but at the end of the day no i don't believe in all of these global conspiracy shits i don't believe in it i think the world is too complicated a dude the a fucking bat and it fucked up the world that is the end of it
0: so I I saw you on this uh, Twitter link with uh, Tomas. You really think that cinnamon pop tarts are the worst ones?
3: No, I wouldn't say the worst. I just like
1: better question. I'm What's your favorite? Me? Cookies and cream. That's I, I think. Think, yeah, I'm like thinking back to Molina's. Brown question. sugar or s'mores? S'mores is gas. I love cookies and cream. I think I might need to go with Mono on this. I think I might go S'mores.
2: Brown sugar, underappreciated, but solid quality pop-tart. For the,
3: some, s'mores, one. I think, has probably, like, the best feeling. But yeah, when S'mores <laughs> <place> <laughs> disgusting.
0: Yo, McGraw, so your dad released music, right?
1: Oh, shit, you know about that?
0: Yeah, bro, I listened to your dad's album. <laughs> <laughs> Trini, Trini, call us listen to our dad's album. He's released
1: like three or four now, but yeah,
0: I re- I listened to the one where it was like a
1: Picasso painting as a cover.
3: Well, I've actually I did not know that your dad made music.
1: No, my yeah, my dad. Uh, he's he. The reason that he attended Van, or he transferred into Vanderbilt during college. He was between Vanderbilt and some other or U Chicago, I think. He was between Vanderbilt and U Chicago. The reason that he chose Vanderbilt was because he wanted to become big in music in Nashville. So like. <laughs> he was a very stupid like 20 year old but yeah no he's been working on it for a while and yeah he actually finally released it on whatever well yeah i think he has like three or four albums out now actually but thank you Kovacs. i appreciate that actually that's cool it's cool that you listened to it and that you enjoyed it
0: i guess the last question would be um uh what do e this will go to each of you whoever can go first wants to go first uh, what do you want to be known
1: for oh wow thank you. Thank you. So you open with what are we known for and you end with what do you want to be known for?
3: Yeah. Like
2: like I'd that. like to be known for being an innovator. Like just creating something new or thinking of something.
1: I'd, I'd like to ha- be known for having a first-rate intellectual mind.
2: Like so AJ so <laughs> would like to be known for being the best dentist. The throughout. best
1: dentist in the world. <laughs> no, AJ's going to be known for having the most kills in the Navy SEALs.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. Because you, you want me to go into the- news. I
1: really think you should. Are girls
2: are going to be known for being a fifth year at of.
3: I, <laughs> I guess honest answer, I could just leave like a positive impact in at least one person's life. It's like a really oh, cheat. you so thing.
1: wholesome, bro. <laughs> you make me and Manu seem like dickheads. All right, well. Okay, the boys are signing off. Cobus, we may do a part two to finish off the front of interviewing. I'm down as fast. Uh But it was a pleasure. Oh, once uh, <laughs> the best?
0: great so, to have that's you guys on. If you really like this episode, please subscribe or whatever it is you do on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast to add me and make sure that you're available and you can see when future content is uploaded. Thank you. Bye.